you know what? I know some French talk. Knock, knock. Who's there? Madame. Madame who? Madame Foot's caught in the door. Barfly. It's a dark comedy film released in 1987 and directed by Barbet Schroeder. Barfly is a loosely told story of alcoholic author Charles Bukowski during his time living in Los Angeles under his alter ego Henry Chinansky. The film is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Henry is an alcoholic living in Los Angeles. Unemployed, he spends time submitting stellar short stories and poems to magazines for money. When he's not writing, Henry spends his days at a bar called the Golden Horn, usually getting in fights with the bartender Eddie. Due to the frequent fights he has with Eddie, Henry is kicked out of the Golden Horn. He goes to another bar where he meets an alcoholic named Wanda. Henry and Wanda begin a romantic relationship, but it is tested when Henry finds out that Wanda sleeps with Eddie. One day when Wanda's out looking for a job, Henry is approached by a woman named Tully, who happens to be a book publisher who is impressed with Henry's work. Tully offers to publish his work. Henry agrees. They then go to Tully's apartment and sleep together. Realizing that he is not a romantic fit for Tully due to their difference in lifestyles, Henry leaves and declines her offer for publishing his work. Henry heads back to the Golden Horn to find Wanda, but Tully finds him there to convince him to change his mind. An intoxicated and jealous Wanda begins to fight with Tully as Henry looks on and does nothing. The film ends with Eddie challenging Henry to another fight as the rest of the bar regulars cheer both men on. You know, there are movies out there that are kind of about nothing, but are heavily salvaged by interesting writing. Yes. And this is definitely, definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Barfly. Yes. A film that perfectly fits our podcast. (laughs) Uh, Grab yourself a beer, perhaps a whiskey like we have right here, and let's get right into it. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 33. 33. Uh, <laughs> that's right, brother. 33 <laughs> with emphasis, right? Yes, yes. Of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. Fantastic as always. I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Barfly, brother. You recommended this movie for me, man. Yes, this is probably one of my favorite movies. Easily top 10. I want to say probably top five. Oh, nice, brother. I had no idea about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. And uh, yeah, man, before we get into it, though, I just want to say uh, Mickey Rourke in this movie looks absolutely fucking nothing like Charles Bukowski, right? <laughs> but yeah. let's not discredit the film because of that, mm. okay? Because I'm going to use this example once again. Nobody watches La Bamba and says, oh, I don't like this movie because Lou Diamond Phillips doesn't look shit like Richie Valens. <laughs> no, no, nobody says that, all right? Yeah. I think even uh, Charles Bukowski himself said he didn't really like that part about this movie. Yeah. But I've, I've read other things too that he said. He kind of contradicts himself. Have you read different things, dude? Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've researched this, but I did read mm-hmm. the book that he wrote about oh, this shit. movie. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, in that book, he, he he does say it's hilarious that they picked Mickey Rourke to play him because uh-huh. he knows he's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, they picked up, back then at least, uh, yeah. Mickey Rourke was like a Hollywood pretty boy. 
Yeah, before he got into the boxing and fucked the up plastic his face. surgery yeah. and all that <laughs> yeah. shit. Yes, yep. yes, yes. And we're going to get into that movie, the plot, characters, all that good shit, but none of that happens without opening up some beers. And also for this episode, some whiskey, brother, right? To fit the narrative of this movie? Yes. Let him know what we drink it tonight, bro. Tonight we're drinking a classic. I haven't had this beer in God knows how long. Same. Coors Banquet. This ain't Coors Light. This Fuck is the, no. This is, this is the... What is this color? Golden bullet? <laughs> I think of more of vanilla, uh, like a vanilla. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me get a swig right here, brother. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it. Actually, I lied to you. I did have this. I had this like a week ago. Shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out, shout out to, to my cousin Kako. Mm. Happy birthday, brother. He had this in the fridge. And he gave me this before we had some a beer from an unnamed mm. place. <laughs> I think I told you earlier, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get another swig because... I remember I, I hadn't had this in like 10 years yeah. prior to having it last week. So, mm-hmm. you know, I will say it. Another still right there. I do remember liking this beer back then. Mm-hmm. I was never really a big fan of Coors Light. I yeah. never was. Fuck that. Yeah, it's like, uh, but this one I remember is, is pretty good. This is one of the better beer pong beers. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's funny you mentioned like the Coors Light thing because. Yeah. What uh that one place that you took me, bro, to uh, get the the sour, uh the wild barrel? Is that yeah. what it place? Yep. Okay, yeah. So if you want to get water over there at the water fountain, they have a coarse hand uh coarse light handle for water. <laughs> have I you seen that? No, I hadn't seen that. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but yes, man. I'm gonna get one more squig right here, brother. And then we're gonna get into our shout out of the week and then story time with take everybody's favorite segment, man. So one more squig right here. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, so it's time for the shout out of the week, and that goes to our good brother, Ivan Perez. Cheers, brother. It's been a minute. Thank you so much for being a listener from the very beginning in season one. And uh, Ivan and I have been uh, messing each other back and forth about other movies, uh, the episodes. He always likes to put in uh, like his theories for some some of the movies, so that's very, very appreciative of that. And one thing I'll say about Ivan, man, is that uh, we have talked about... Uh, certain movies and he recommended me a movie that i watched and it was fucking amazing and here you go ivan so in season four we're actually going to review that one movie for you all right so stay uh stay ahead of that one so one more swig right here for ivan cheers brother cheers all right so story time with tiki brother let's do this shit brother let's do it all right so oh man I was hurting when this happened. I think you know which one I'm talking yeah. about, right, brother? Story? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was actually a great night, yeah. It was a great night, man. But I had no business being there. Mm-hmm. All right? So for those of you that know me, unfortunately, I'm prone to having kidney stones. So I had a kidney stone back in 2017. Believe No, this was 2018. All right? So I had a kidney stone. I was all fucked up. I didn't go to work. <laughs> that day yeah but we happened to have a gathering at work so a grip of the friends were there we were in where were we bro is it oceanside carlsbad yeah yeah so we were all there i had no business being there man i had just had a kidney stone i should be hydrating i should be laying in bed but no everybody was there <laughs> so they said come out and hang out with us i said fuck it yeah. like if like if they had a gun to my head yeah and said you're gonna fuck no it was my choice to fucking show up, dude. Mm-hmm. So I took an Uber over there. There's no fucking way I was going to drive. Mm-hmm. So one beer, man. Uh, man, as soon as the beer hits my lips, dude, it, one turns into eight. 
yeah. for me, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people there. And also, I want to give a little shout out to my good brother, James Pacheco, man. Much love to you, brother. It was nice uh, keeping in touch with you uh, briefly not too long ago. But James was there. He had noticed that I wasn't at work. He had heard I had a kidney stone. He was the only one that had, that had decency to come up to me and ask you how I was doing. Mm. He wasn't there to judge me, saying, like, where the fuck? Why weren't you at work? You know? And why are you drinking? <laughs> you know, shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but shout out to you, James. Cheers, my friend. Uh, yeah. So one thing led to I got fucked up, bro. All right. I should not be like there, let alone drinking. We all got fucked up. We all got fucked up. And shout out to the good brother Ned Nava. We <laughs> fucked up. We haven't fucking given him a shout out in two episodes. Yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. We fucked up right here. But shout out 15,321 mm-hmm. approximately to the good brother. He was there when this happened too. Yeah. So we were bar hopping. We went to, I think it was that Irish pub, right, brother? We went to that. Yeah, we went to Hennessy. We hit all the across bad bars. Yeah. Hennessy's, Boris, yeah. all that shit. We we drank way too much after we were drunk. <laughs> yeah, dude. One thing I like to keep in mind, too, is that I was a big boy back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was like 260 pounds, probably a little more. So I was a big old fat fuck back in the day. All right. So I remember we were walking to one of the bars. I believe I was talking to you, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking straight ahead. I was telling you something, telling you, and then... Bam, my fucking balls fucking hit a pole, dude. <laughs> and I fucking just, I'm writhing in pain, dude. And I just mentioned, I am not a small person at this time. Yeah. Right? I even picked my fat ass up like, and picked me up like a princess, bro. Mm. And he's like, it's okay, man. It's okay like that. <laughs> that motherfucker. Ivan, do you work out, brother? What the fuck, dude? I was not <laughs> small by any means back in the day, brother. Uh, he's always pretty strong, man. He was a beast uh, throwing those kegs around back in the day. Fucking yeah, he was, man. But fuck, Ivan, thank you for that, brother. Thank you for the good lab that definitely eased the pain a little bit. Uh, much love to you, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time out of uh, your day to like listen to us, man. We pretty much we appreciate you so fucking much, man. And be on the lookout for that one episode coming in season four. All right, brother. Much love to you. Cheers. Cheers. All right, brother. So let's go ahead and rank this beer. Or what do you say? Let's bring in that whiskey. What do you say, brother? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Let her know to- what our whiskey is, brother. Got to mention we are drinking Wild Turkey, Kentucky Spirit, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, single barrel. The story behind this is I was a drunk idiot. <laughs> I could have sworn it was listed under twenty ninety nine. There's two of us here, man. Yeah, I was right there when you bought this whiskey, man. It clearly said twenty dollars. I thought it did too, and then we rang it up, and it's like, oh, that'll be seventy five dollars. <laughs> and I was like, what? Got too much, dude. You told me to put it back, but I was like. Nah, now I'm committed. We got to do okay. it, dude. Fuck. All right, man. So I, I will admit, I'm not a whiskey person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know shit about whiskey. Yeah. So here we go, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice, dog. Uh, let me uh, get my cores in here, yeah? <laughs> It reminds me of that clip I showed you of that guy. Oh, fuck. It reminds me of that clip that I showed you of that guy. Remember, he's like, uh, I like Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I didn't even drink the entire shot, bro. I feel like a bitch. No, this is a fancier whiskey. You really wouldn't want to take it as a shot. You want to kind of drink it okay. straight. Uh, but there's many ways to drink whiskey. You can drink it straight like this. Yeah. You could drink it on the rocks, mm-hmm. like ice. You probably like it better chilled. I'd imagine. Yeah. But I, I think I would. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just gonna rank the whiskey right away now. Yeah, this is a one out of five. Uh, <laughs> fuck this, dude. I'm not a whiskey person. Maybe yeah. when I get older, yeah, yeah, when I get more into it. But I'm a brew guy at heart, uh, okay. forever and ever. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What about you, brother? Uh, this whiskey is actually surprisingly pretty good for the top of the line for wild turkey. I can't remember the last time wild turkey normally is the well whiskey wherever you go. Um, any shitty bar staple. This one. It's pretty smooth. I'm gonna have smooth. To give... The well, fuck? I don't know, man. Uh, I like whiskey. I oh, there you go. Okay. I fair enough. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorite spirits. But I will give this one a four out of five. Ooh, all right, brother. And as far as the course goes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very very vanilla, very just typical brew, middle of the road for me. Two and a half. Yeah, you know, this one's not bad. I. Haven't had it in a long time, but I do remember back in the day, it was always a treat when I saw it because it was one of the more expensive shitty beers that you could buy. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the worst one was a Milwaukee's Best Light. Yeah, that was fuck the, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one was dog shit. Yeah, so this one, as far as just you're drinking for on a budget, I'm going to give this one a three out of five. Cool, I think, cool, cool. That's what I gave Budweiser, right? No, I gave Budweiser a three. You gave it a two, man. Did no, I didn't. Yeah, you got you got confronted from it at Goldenrod, man. I thought I. Oh, maybe it was a two and a half. <laughs> I, I don't know. You got confronted, man. Okay. Shout out to the good brother, Mata. Much love, brother. Lorenzo. Get a swig of this shit again, man. Maybe it'll change my mind. Oh, you know what, dude? I'm already warmed. <laughs> Fuck if I. If I stumble my lines here, man, throughout this podcast, I apologize in advance. Ah, all right, man. <laughs> all right, so let's go on, bro. So, Barfly, brother. Thank you for uh, recommending this film, brother. Uh-huh. I personally enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it, uh, I'm a big fan of writing when it comes to film. Yeah. You know, and I did mention, like, this movie is really a whole lot of nothing. Yes. Because the premise of this movie, it's a biopic uh, of Charles Bukowski. Uh-huh as his alter ego, Henry Chinansky, uh, in his life as an alcoholic living on Los Angeles. Yeah. That's really what it is about. Uh, yeah. Nothing really happens as far as, uh, um, as it's hard to put it into words because it's like his everyday life, meeting yeah. people at bars and shit like that. Well, uh, the, the reason why I first saw this movie was back in 2008, I went back to community college Mm-hmm. With a friend, we took this English class that I think it was like film related. And the teacher, she was an interesting woman. She was an Irish woman with really red hair. And she made us read the book first that he wrote about this movie, mm-hmm. his experience. And it was titled Hollywood. So if you guys like reading any books out there, I recommend that one. So he, pretty much in the book, he explains about this movie. He was hired to create a script because he was popular, I guess, right? Hollywood wanted to make a movie um, that he wrote. So he just was trying to make money, milk it. So he wanted to kind of be an asshole. So he made a movie about nothing. He's like, I don't want any kind of character progression. I just don't want anything to happen in this movie. I want it to be just, he's pretty much like his middle finger to Hollywood, pretty Mm. much, and just trying to milk it for money. So I saw the movie after that because after you read the book, she made us watch the movie, and I was like, I love this movie. It's great. It was right, right around the time when I was still like a fresh drinker, and I was in my early 20s. 
So I was kind of a bum too. And I used to, I used to, I used to like scrape all the money I could, you know, doing odd jobs or, mm -hmm. you know, selling shit. And then I would use it to just go to the bar and get drunk. Damn. Like, so it, this movie has like a, a special place in my heart. All right, man. Yeah. Good. Then it's a, yeah, I have no intro to this movie. It's just, you recommended it to me. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's get into these characters now, man. Mm -hmm. So Henry Chinansky, I already mentioned, uh, is played by Mickey Rourke. Yep. I thought he did a fantastic job. Again, he looks nothing like him, but let's not let's not discredit him on that. He did a wonderful job in this film. Yeah. Uh, next character we're going to go to is Wanda, played by Faye Dunaway. I have seen her in one other movie besides this one. Get into that a little later. Uh, some other side characters. We got Tully, played by a woman named Alice Cridge. Never seen her ever in anything, I don't believe. Either. Yeah, and we're going to get to Jim, who is actually my favorite character in this movie, dude. He ended <laughs> yeah. up being my favorite character. I did not was not able to get a whole lot of information on him. He didn't even have a Wikipedia page, mm, okay. but he's played by a gentleman by the name of J.C. Quinn. Mm -hmm. And the last character I'm going to get into is good old fucking Eddie, played by, <laughs> of all people, Frank Stallone, man. <laughs> Frank fucking Stallone in this, man. Yep. So those are the characters. Eddie is the bartender that Henry always gets in a fight with. And what do you say, brother? One more swig of, these, of this beer. Perhaps I'll finish off this whiskey and we'll get into the plot of uh barfly brother what do you say let's do it cheers brother cheers i think i fucked up bro. i should have taken the whiskey first and then chased it with the cores huh mm. i mm. fucked it here, here here's the other one then <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that your your arnold flex <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You know, <laughs> kindergarten cop. All right, man. So the film begins at the Golden Horn. The yeah. Golden Horn is uh, the bar where a lot of the film is taking place in, right? Mm -hmm. And it begins with a fucking fight between Henry, Mickey Rourke, and Eddie, played by Frank Stallone. It's a fucking fight. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen a Stallone get his ass kicked in a movie, <laughs> right? Well, I want to mention, Eddie, Eddie wins the fight, but I, I want to mention, dude, that he fucking busts out a fucking double axe handle during the fucking fight dude. <laughs> yeah macho man randy savage would be fucking proud of that dude yeah yeah. the only difference is he didn't come off the top rope man mm. well yes <laughs> it, it was pretty sad honestly how they fucking left henry on the ground and they didn't really yeah. give a fuck about him yeah that guy with uh with the eyes i forgot to look up his name or i didn't i already forgot mm -hmm. uh he's like we shouldn't leave him out there he could be dying out there and then one goes like, fuck him. Mm -hmm. He'd piss on you if he could. Right? <laughs> fuck, dude. And then it goes into the the next day, right? Where, where I forgot to mention here is that Henry is unemployed. Mm -hmm. He gets these like random odd jobs so he can get money. Yeah. Uh, on this day, he gets uh, he has a job where he's uh, delivering sandwiches mm -hmm. to some of the people at uh, the Golden Horn. So the thing I want to bring up is that if this is the next day, yeah, he, like Henry still looks fucked up, but he doesn't have any like real massive bruising, yeah. like in his face, mm -hmm. which I thought was like that's a little odd because later in the film or shortly in a bit we see Eddie, and he clearly has fucking bruises in his fucking <laughs> face. So I wouldn't say a, a flaw, just a bit of a nitpick because he's still fucked up. You can yeah. tell he's still walking with a limp. He's uh -huh. you can tell he's been through some shit. Mm -hmm. uh, just a little nitpick on my part. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the thing is, when he delivers the fucking sandwiches, he gives it to the the, the big dude, uh -huh. the bigger gentleman. The uh -huh. way he fucking eats it, dude, is like 
<laughs> like mastica co perro, you know what I mean? Like yeah. chew your fucking food. Yeah, he's like licking dog. his fingers and stuff. Oh, dude, just shit like that. It's like, like, come on, dog. <laughs> fucking really? Well, he's eating it in a disgusting bar. Yeah. Like, let's describe this bar is it's not a fine drinking establishment. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could sm almost smell <laughs> what it's like just by seeing it. It's, Good point, it's, man. And and mm -hmm. to to make it even more, dude, it's like the the characters that are in this fucking yeah. bar. One of them being Lily mm -hmm. is just this miserable bitch <laughs> that I don't know how other way to describe her, bro. She's just miserable. She's drunk. Yep. Doesn't really have anything to say. Mm -hmm. She even goes off to to say uh, to to uh, Henry. He goes, "The last time you ever paid for a drink was the first one." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Just her fucking dialogue here. She's miserable as fuck. Yep. Yeah, the characters are, uh, they're all pretty, pretty dire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the introduction of Jim, mm -hmm. uh, who is like uh, like a bartender as well. He's the owner, I believe, is he not? Uh, he, he might be. I know he's the day shift because there's mm -hmm. Frank Stallone. Uh, Eddie, right? Eddie. He's the night shift bartender and this guy's the day shift. And what's hilarious too, if you mm -hmm. think about it, all of them are always there for both shifts. I know. Like <laughs> they live there, right? Mm -hmm. Which is Kind of like the detail I love about this movie. It's like these people are salt of the earth, dingy ass motherfuckers that yeah. you would find in a dive bar. Like if you got if you guys go to like a shitty dive bar in your town, you'll see the day shift and the night shift, and they're pretty much the same people. They're always there. They're like staples. Yeah, fucking man. But yeah, the introduction to Jim right here because I like I mentioned, Jim is like my favorite character mm -hmm. in this. To me, he came off like a, as a real nice guy, mm -hmm. but he. Uh, not to go too far into the plot, but he he does bet, like on on uh, Henry whenever he yeah. fights and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, he does mention to Henry, uh, like when he's about to get in a fight or something like that, he'll tell him like, "Oh, go get something to eat. Mm -hmm. That way you have like, you know, something in you. That way you have more energy to fight later and shit like that." <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he's kind of just like, he wants the best for Henry, or he just wants him to do better so he gets money. Mm, I think he's just kind of like a, he likes Henry, right? Because yeah. you, you brought up Lily, how she, she, one of the first things she says, he's like, who likes that guy? He's like a wet rat in the rain. Mm -hmm. And then Jim's over there saying, he's as right as any of us. Yeah. You know? So he, I think he's just, he just kind of likes Henry because he knows he's an oddball. Mm -hmm. So yes. So, uh, just give me Jim. Jim tells Henry, he goes, hey, why don't you go back to your house uh, or apartment, excuse me, mm -hmm. go take a nap and then come back. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's exactly what Henry does. He goes uh, back to his uh, room, yeah. takes a nap, and then while he's over there, you see uh, a woman in a car mm -hmm. with a man. And I'm just going to go out and say it right now. I'm going to call this guy Detective because mm -hmm. he didn't really have a name, huh? No, they don't ever address him. Yeah, so he. I'm just going to call him now. He's Detective, mm -hmm. all right? So he's in a car with a woman, all right? And so he goes into... Uh, Henry's room. His room is fucking filthy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's it's fucking. It's kind of like his room is an embodiment of how he is, how he lives his life. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like a roach motel. This it's above the bar where he lives, and it's just really dingy, dark, and shitty. All the rooms are shitty. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the next point: is how the private eye gets into his room. Mm -hmm. Is that Chinaski? He goes to the bathroom, right? And then he's so either hungover. Or you know, still like we did from the fight that he goes into a, the wrong room. Yeah, but he goes in there and it's so shitty and dire like his. 
that he just thinks it's his room. Yeah, and he and he grabs like that wine. He <laughs> yeah. makes himself a sandwich and shit like That's that. Funny. It's funny how he like looks up and he's like, "Oh, this isn't my room." Go, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go check the fridge. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the same time, the detective goes in. Right, yep. mm-hmm. he takes pictures of his of his work. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say is that you know, so Henry's a writer, dude. Right, and the thing he writes down all the time. Whenever you see him writing, yeah, he narrates mm-hmm. what he writes down. Yeah. And you know, he he's a successful author. I mean, obviously fucking it's a success. He's a successful author. They made a fucking movie about him, you know. <laughs> but the one thing I do have a qualm about this is that they, I don't think they did enough of this. They only did two times where he writes down and he narrates something mm-hmm. because um if if being an author was a big part or a big piece of him, then why not take advantage of that and and use it more to this? It feels like uh they used just the alcoholic part to make this movie about him. I think that's was the point that he chose because mm-hmm. uh, Bukowski he wasn't famous until later on. He actually this is a biopic, right? He mm-hmm. was a bum. He pretty much was a bum. He wasn't recognized. He would just send his stories off and to all these publications. And I think there was like one in particular which is supposed to be representative of the one that he sends it to and that the lady likes. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't really well known. He wasn't making money off of it, so. I think he chose to just focus on his scumbaggery mm-hmm. rather than uh, his actual writing ability. Yeah, because he does use like nice words, like in the narration mm-hmm. and everything yeah. like that. He's very well spoken. Yeah, as much of a fucking degenerate as with all the drinking and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yep. But yes, and then to go forward now, after he takes his nap and everything, he heads back. <laughs> yeah. He heads back to the Golden Horn. There's this lady there who's just like pretty much talking shit to him. I don't know if it's a landlord or anything like that or just or the manager of the apartments or anything, but she's like talking shit to him. Like, did you see that part? Do you remember that part? What part? The. Yeah. She's like uh, a young man like you shouldn't be drinking. Oh, every day. no. Yeah. It's just I know what you're talking about. She's uh, she's like just some lady that lives yeah. there. She's like a young man like you drunk before noon. You yeah. should find yourself a job. And he's yeah. like, I found myself a job killing all those cockroaches in your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just some random lady out yeah, the Yeah, it's front. like, mind your own business, bitch. Mm-hmm. She's you know? just like, like a busybody, yeah. It's like, she doesn't, she doesn't look, she's doing great for herself either. Yeah. Mind your own fucking business, lady. <laughs> you know? I don't know. That just fucking irked me, dude. I was yeah, just yeah. like, mind your own fucking business, man. Mm-hmm. But yes, back at the bar, dude. Uh, and then you see Eddie now. Mm-hmm. And then he clearly has bruises all over him yep. from the fight that he had. That's mm-hmm. where I come back and say, I thought, Maybe Henry should have had more bruising around his face and shit uh-huh. like that. Because he was the one that was left a fucking bloody mess. Yeah. And this scene was cool because just the way they talk shit back to one another. And that, that eventually led uh, leads to another fight between mm. them. Yeah. Yeah. I just like how he dropped the cigarette like in the fucking <laughs> drink and everything. How, how they're talking shit back back and forth. Yeah. Oh, good shit right here. Then. Yeah. He's, uh, he's like, uh, get me a beer, barkeep. He's like, did you not hear me? Or did that lobotomy finally take hold? <laughs> and then he's like, come real close. You know, he makes him like come real close yeah. and shit. And then I love Frank Stallone because this is quotes. He's like, you're going to pay for that goddamn beer. <laughs> just the way yeah. he says it, dude. Uh, yeah. It's good, man. I, and this fight scene I thought was pretty good too because this one, Jim, Mm-hmm. He, he uh he bets on Henry, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's where he wins money. Henry whoops fucking Eddie's ass. Yes. It was great. And then like the thing I forgot to mention, like right here, dude, like in this movie, Frank Stallone's a big guy, dude. Yeah. He's muscular. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's not a small guy by any means. And shit like that. But because Henry whoops his ass, now he's kicked out <laughs> of the golden horn. Yep. So he goes to another random bar, and this is the introduction to Wanda. Yeah. Played by Faye Dunaway. 
by the way, he's drinking a fucking Miller High Life. Yeah, I know, right? Was, um, it would have been perfect, dude, for this episode, but we already used it. And also, once he uh, once he asks about Wanda and he walks over to Wanda, there is actually a cameo of Charles Bukowski. He's oh, he, I did not catch that, dude. He's one of the bar uh, the bar patrons. You see him look over. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Fuck, great. Okay, now I got to go back and watch it, man. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, the first thing, wait, wait, like when Henry goes over to Wanda, yeah. the first thing fucking Wanda <laughs> says, I can't stand people. <laughs> so that's very indicative of the person that she is because now she is also unemployed. She's also an alcoholic. Uh-huh. She's also a barfly. Yeah. Right? But I just very much enjoyed the dynamic between the two mm-hmm. where Wanda's more straightforward uh-huh. into what she thinks. And Henry's more a little witty. He's more yeah. clever with his responses and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she... I thought the dynamic was fantastic, man. Yeah, she says, don't you just hate people? No, but I seem to feel better when they're not around. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> writing right there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Great shit right there. Uh, they headed off. Every uh, They headed off. They go uh, to uh, uh, Wanda's apartment. But before they do, this is like where they go to that liquor store and yep. they just get a bunch of booze and shit. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, so obviously this tells you that Wanda's there all the time because yeah. the clerk there fucking already knows her and mm. even calls someone that knows her to see if it's okay to sell her shit. And this is a person named Wilbur. Yeah. Who we never fucking see. Yeah. This is are they implying that he is a pimp? Is mm. he just a mysterious person, someone that uh, just has Wanda in the back of her hand, you know? Like, yeah, it's more like that because uh, they say that Wilbur's, uh, what does he say? I forgot the terminology they use. Pretty much she's kind of like using Wilbur, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're hooking up, but this is back in the olden days when you can go to like a, a liquor store like that and on a first name basis be like, yeah, put it on my tab or yeah. put, it, put it on Wilbur's tab. Yeah, definitely not fucking happening nowadays, bro. Yeah, no, no. Fucking A. But yes, they... Invites Henry over, and then they they go to this like uh, cornfield, mm-hmm. like a mini cornfield where she steals corn. Yep. And Henry Henry's fucked up at this point, right? Uh-huh. They both are. Yeah. But even Henry tells her like, "Hey, why are you grabbing this corn? This corn isn't green. You know, it's not it's not edible right now." Yeah. But she says, "Fuck it," and she takes the corn, and the cops show up mm-hmm. to where they fucking they have to run away and shit yeah. like that. All right. And then I, I let me let me back up a little bit here, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. So when she like boils the corn and then she says it's it's ready to eat now. Uh-huh. And then she realizes like, oh yeah, it's not ready. It's not inedible. It's it's not edible. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh did you get a little bit of a uh, perfect blue? Because she starts crying. <laughs> yeah. Saying that uh, I was like, "Oh, I can't fucking nothing's going right in my life." So yeah. not even like getting corn. Yeah. So in perfect blue um, when Mima goes back to her room and she sees that the fishies have died because mm-hmm. she hasn't found them, then she like goes ape shit, right? Mm-hmm, she yeah. cries and stuff. Did you get a little connection here like that? Yeah, it makes sense. It's, yeah. definitely, there's definitely a lot of uh, craziness behind mm-hmm. behind her actions, I guess. Yes. Uh, next morning, dude, uh, they, they wake up. Um, I don't want to say like they're in a relationship, but they are together, uh-huh. right? Like overnight, basically. Yeah. And while this happens, dude, you you hear this commotion next door. Mm-hmm. You always hear that. To then, uh, it's interrupted by a phone call from Wilbur, right? Yeah. So Wilbur calls, and then Henry 
he's like, hey, Wilbur, she's not going to be with you and shit like that, you know? Yeah. She kind of, he's trying pretty much to scare off Wilbur to say, like, she's my woman now. Yep. Kind of, I don't know if you got the same vibe as no, I Oh, yeah. That's, he was telling him to fuck off pretty much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she gets mad. She's like, man, you just cut off a good supply. Yeah. There's a part I want to bring up real quick, bro. Mm -hmm. So there's, it might be in the same scene and the same, like, uh, like room and everything. But there's that one scene where Henry uh, looks at Wanda's legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you fucking notice how fucking filthy her feet were? No, I didn't. Fuck. Go back and watch how filthy her fucking <laughs> feet are, dude. Because, like, for everything. Yeah, she's got nice legs, dude. She's yeah. got some thick thighs, uh -huh. you know. But then you see her feet and it's like, fuck. And well, the reason I want to bring this up is because she isn't li exactly living in a perfect home either. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it's dirty and everything like that kind of similar so like the parallels there between her and henry's uh living environments is basically yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah henry's like apartment is just a complete piece of shit room hers is like bigger that's the mm -hmm. only difference yeah and she was walking barefoot in that room so it's no surprise her yes. feet are that dirty yes yes so they end up going back to the golden horn even though like eddie had I mean, yeah eddie he had fucking kicked him out and shit but mm. then, but but this time it doesn't matter. It's like it's daytime, so yeah. it's Jim. It's that's day there. shift. Yep, yep. Yes. So he has like an income tax uh a check. That's how he gets the money for this. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's a a quote here that I didn't quite understand, brother. Hopefully, maybe you can yeah. shine some light on it. But Lily again, her fucking bitch ass is there. She says, "You're gonna buy one or be one," <laughs> implying a beer. Correct. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that means? Maybe like uh, they describe it in the book a little more. Uh, I no, you know? I, I I do love that quote. That's one of my favorite ones because she's pretty much telling him because he says he's over there saying, here's my check because mm -hmm. he got a surprise windfall like tax check. And even Jim's like, you worked last year? He's like, yeah, six months in a toy, in a toy factory. factory yeah. He's like, uh, children know how much men suffer or something. It's like the way he says it's fucking hilarious. But anyway, so she's <laughs> she she knows he's got some money, right? So she's mm -hmm. saying. Are you going to buy a drink for her or like, are you going to be a piece of shit? Like, it's pretty mm. much saying like, um, she's pretty much telling him to buy him a drink. Mm -hmm. And I just love that exchange. She's like, are you going to buy one? Or are you going to be one? He's like, hey, I'm going to be one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up for me, bro. Yeah. Uh, in the same scene, dude, an old timer comes in mm -hmm. and he's a poor guy, dude. Poor old man. He's shaking. He's fuck. He can't even get this shot of uh, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. And then Jim, being the nice guy that he is, like I mentioned before, says, oh, "Here you go, old timer." Yeah. Like, yeah. There's another one, and he he has to have like the scarf, scarf to like yeah. hold him mm -hmm. and shit mm -hmm. like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get old, man. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> if I'm ever at that point, I'm just gonna give up, dude. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, we're a good amount of episode uh, part of the episode, and I still haven't finished this fucking shot. I was gonna say I need to tie a scarf around you to, to fuck, pull it dude. up to your mouth. <laughs> It was reminiscent of <laughs> earlier episodes, bro. We'll get into that in the recap episode, man. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes shit. Mm -hmm. Get a swig of this fucking... A wild turkey? <laughs> there, it's done. <laughs> it's done. I finished it, man. It only took me three swigs, but fuck. Mm. Frank the uh, Tank over here. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Oh, fucking A, dude. <laughs> God damn. But yes, let's go forward, brother. Mm. So next, we're going to go to the scene where Henry, he leaves for an interview. Yes. For a job interview, right? Mm -hmm. And before he goes out, Tolly, oh, I fucked up right there. The woman, mm -hmm. the woman and the detective show up. Yes. Just right before. So there's a little interaction there mm -hmm. before anything. We even get to the introduction of this uh, lady when, once her name is revealed. Yeah. Um, And then he goes into the interview, which I thought was hilarious because <laughs> Henry's fucking smoking during this interview, man. Yeah. 
which is he's very nonchalant. Uh-huh. He, I wouldn't say careless, but it's just it's his demeanor, right? Yes. It's just the way he is. One thing that like kind of fucking when uh, the dialogue they have between the lady that's interviewing him and Henry, it's like she asks him what his religion is on the app. It's like, what the fuck? I don't remember what, that part. What does religion have anything to do with an app? Oh, shit. I remember that. I don't remember that part. Yes, dude. She asked him what he's like, because she's like, she she says, okay, you forgot to put this mm, down. Yeah. You forgot to put, you didn't put what religion, you didn't put, uh, like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, does religion fucking matter in an interview? Yeah, that w- I would say that's a flaw then. I missed that part. I just, I always laugh at the part mm. when she's like, even where it says sex, you put none. <laughs> Hardly none. Yes. You could put male. <laughs> Great shit, man. I, again, dude, the writing in this is fucking awesome, dude. I love this shit. So after the interview, he goes back to the Golden Horn. Mm-hmm. And this is where, unfortunately, fucking Jim yeah. tells Henry. He's like, hey, Henry, sorry, man. But fucking last night, man, fucking Wanda left with Eddie. Of yeah. all fucking people, dude. Eddie, the person you've been you've been fucking getting in fights with. And earlier in the movie, Wanda had told him. She's like, I don't know. She's like, when I drink, I make I make mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. she's pretty saying when she drinks, she's an idiot. A fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, I don't know what I would do if a man came up with a fifth of whiskey. And that's what Jim mm. says. He's like, Henry, when you were gone, uh, Eddie came in on his day off, you know, with a fifth of whiskey. And that's when he's like, oh, you better. Yeah, pour of me. all fucking people. <laughs> you better he... pour me another drink. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Wanda. So, uh, excuse me. Henry goes back home mm-hmm. and then Wanda comes home. Mm-hmm. And that's where he like confronts her. Yeah. And she says, don't hit me. <laughs> to which Henry says, I'm not your fucking pimp. Yep. So this is where I come back, and this is why I ask, like, maybe Wilbur is the pimp, although no. we never see him. I don't know. That was just my my thought process through it. No, he's just saying because uh, she's accusing him, like, don't hit me. He's like, I'm not your goddamn pimp, because that's, like, what pimps would do, mm-hmm. right? He's just saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to hit you. You're just, like, a cheap... He pretty much calls her, like, a cheap whore, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this exchange, and that's pretty much all it means. He can't really say shit, though, because, like, they met overnight mm-hmm. and stayed with them. And now it's like you you got to know, man, that, um, I mean, both of you are flawed fucking people, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, it, it's hard to put into words, but it's like, dude, you got her fucking easily. You could probably let her go easily, too. Yeah. Or, or she can escape easily as well. Yeah, I guess that's you know? true. Yes. Well- he does say, I thought we had something special, but mm-hmm. maybe it was just green corn, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to to which that she says, maybe I should leave. He says, well, I'll open the door for you, mm-hmm. right? And then she fucking hits him in the head with a bag. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, does she have a brick in there? Because like, fuck, dude, he starts bleeding profusely, yeah. bro. Uh, uh, yeah. it's It was pretty, pretty fucking, that's a bad cut, dude. Uh, he starts bleeding fucking hardcore, yeah. dude. Yeah. And even the the private detective comes and mm-hmm. sees him, and he's like, "Man, are you all right? You need a doctor." Mm-hmm. And he just closes the door on him, and then it brings me to my two favorite characters, or one of my <laughs> the, the ambulance guys, right? Yeah, the paramedics, right? Uh-huh, yeah, they yeah, come... they're very nonchalant, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're like all uh, they almost they remind me of like New York ambulance people. I don't know, just the way that the way they talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. They come in there like, "Where's the body? Are you mm-hmm. the body?" No, <laughs> he's clearly bleeding, yeah, dude. And he's like, "I'm fine. What do you want?" And they're like. You should change your underwear. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that I, I liked about this, right, is that, like, let's say you're the paramedics, man, mm-hmm. right? 
if you open the door, the door opens and you see a fucking person covered in yeah, blood, yeah. your reaction is going to be like, oh, Jesus, you know, like, what the fuck? And so yeah. they're, they're so nonchalant. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, where's the body? You know, like, they just come in like nothing. Yeah, it, their medical advice is, hey, buddy, you don't look so good. You should lay down. <laughs> Go take a nap. You'll feel better. <laughs> and then they fucking leave because nothing happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yes. So, uh, I believe Henry wakes up from a nap. When he gets woken up, he gets woken up by the same commotion in the next room again. Yeah. Yep. This happens time and time throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And then Wanda returns to, I say, to make amends yeah. and shit like this. And again, Henry starts writing again. Uh, and again, he starts narrating again. I think they could have like taken advantage of this. Like He uses beautiful words in this. Like... Bring that author. Bring the 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 thing I like about this movie the the most the most is the writing. Uh -huh. So they could have used some of his work to kind of enhance the writing even more. In my opinion, man, yeah. I think that was like a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And then uh, so your favorite characters actually come back shortly, mm -hmm. dude, because yeah. Wanda <laughs> lays down in bed and she thinks she's dying. Yeah, to where. Henry has to call the paramedics. The same fucking two paramedics yep. show up mm -hmm. and they say, Oh, nothing's wrong. She's just drunk and fat. <laughs> it's just like so fucked up. Yeah, dude. she's like dying. And then all of a sudden they, they say, She's just drunk. And besides that, she's too fat. Yeah. And then they leave and then she wakes up. She's like, Did you hear what that sort of bitch said? He said, yeah. I was too fat. Too. <laughs> This is my response to this, dude. It's like, because I already mentioned that Wanda's really like straight to the point uh -huh. as she is. She shouldn't be talking shit because these paramedics are straight to the point, too. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You, you, you can't really talk shit if you're the same way, man. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Once Wanda feels better, dude, she starts, she goes out to get a job. Mm -hmm. And this is now the introduction of the woman who was in the car with the detective. This is totally. Yes. All right. Lovely woman. She arrives and meets Henry. So this is where like the whole detective thing comes into part because Tully hires this detective to get uh, her information on Henry. Yes. Because what she wants to do, she likes his work. She wants to publish his work. Mm -hmm. All right. Great stuff right there. I didn't put that together until like a little later. I don't know why that happened. I had to rewatch it a second time to realize that she was in the car with them actually in the beginning yeah. of the film. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. And so one thing I forgot to mention is that when when Tully meets Henry at the room, uh -huh. again, once you hear once again you hear that commotion coming yep. from the next room. Mm -hmm. And then that's when she says, Oh, I want to offer you to uh, you know, I want to publish your work. I want to give you this advance. I also want to give you like an endless supply of booze, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then you hear the commotion again. So by this time, this might have been like the third or fourth time uh -huh. the commotion happens. To where Henry says, fuck this. I'm going to go inside this fucking door. And yeah. he sees this, this old man with an older woman. And he's pretty much like, uh, like, like beating her. I wouldn't <laughs> say beating her, but there, we find out that they're role playing. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious because, uh, Henry, he kicks the door in mm -hmm. and he fucking busts in all burly. And he's like, <laughs> Hey, or the guy goes, what do you want? Yeah. I don't like the way you treat your woman. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's what he says, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole time, I thought she was getting her ass beat. The yeah, whole time. It sounded, yeah, it sounded like it. I mean, like it could it. be. Mm -hmm. The whole fucking, like, S&M push. Yeah, I mean, that's what without it, the gimp mask. That's what it happens. And then he's like, don't you know she likes it? She's like, <laughs> fucking A, right? Yeah, dude. But then Henry and the old man fight. Yeah. And the old, the old man is equipped with a fucking knife, dude. Well, you know what I thought was dumb, too, is mm. that 
they almost finished their exchange because mm-hmm. the old man established like they're just you know messing around like mm-hmm. that's what they're into and then henry's like all right fine fuck it and he's walking away and then the old man's like hey and then he fucking pulls out the knife it's mm-hmm. like why why don't yeah. you just let him go yeah right? he's a piece of shit because if like if i saw a knife i'd be like hey man like what the fuck mm-hmm. i know you're old as fuck dude but like come on like <laughs> yeah. back the fuck up we don't need to go this far yeah exactly but he doesn't give a fuck. He goes in, and then they have this like struggle and shit uh-huh. like that. Which, okay, I, okay, a bit of a of a flaw for me okay. is sure. Yes, the old man has a knife. <laughs> oh, excuse me, burp right there, man. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's all the whiskey, bro. Fuck. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Okay, so back to the task at hand. Yes. All right. So he had the old man has a fucking knife. Yes, he's fucking old as fuck. And to back up a little more. We've already seen that Henry's already fucked up Eddie, who is a pretty big dude. Yeah. So why is there a struggle here? Mm, this man know. is old as fuck. I don't know, man. A knife is pretty... I, I get that. There's a knife, dude. But the way he struggled with him mightily, I was like, nah, I don't know. Mm. Because he ends up overpowering him and then fucking stabs the old man. Yeah, well, yeah. The old man kind of stabs himself. It's He's, mm. he's helped along the way, but... He, they definitely struggle. He he falls over and stabs himself, right? Mm. So that eh, I don't know. Yeah, a little reminiscent of where the red fern grows. Mm. Remember the kid? He fucking falls on the axe. No, oh, spoiler. God. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay. Next scene, brother. Henry is with Tolly. Uh-huh. Right? They're driving. Yeah. And there's this, that piece of shit couple making out in the car in front of them uh-huh. with the green light, and they don't want to go. They're just fucking making out. Yeah. Like bitches. Like get a room. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? To where. Uh, Henry fucking honks on the car, uh-huh. and to make things worse, he even fucking rams his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pushes him them. in the middle of the intersection. Yep. Yeah. So this is where I think this is to me where like the 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 seeds are a little planted to where their 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 difference of lifestyles, right? Uh huh. Because Tolly says, "I think you're childish for what you did." Yeah, and also before that, when he was honking and saying like, "Look at these idiots," she's mm-hmm. being optimistic. She's like, "Oh, they're young. They're in love," mm-hmm. and he's like. He's pretty much telling him, like, they need to go get a room, is what mm-hmm. he's saying, right? And then, yeah, he pushes them into the intersection. They almost crash. Mm-hmm. And then the guy tries to get out, and Henry scares him off because he's, like, this <laughs> drunk fucking burly guy. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, that was the actions of a petulant child. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, and she calls him an asshole. And one of my favorite quotes is, he's like, oh, so you hired a dick to find an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, bro, the fucking writing in this. Tremendous shit, man. Good stuff right there, man. Mm-hmm. And so then they go to Tolly's home. Yeah. And again, the lifestyles, man, is so different. She's yeah. she's loaded with money. Mm-hmm. And here's another good quote right here. Because I think Henry starts realizing that the difference in lifestyles here and then just like they're, com- two, they're two completely different people. And he realizes it's like, man, you're living in a cage with golden bars. Yeah, exactly. So fuck. That um, is fucking brilliant shit right there, dude. Henry, he's like a bum. He's lived... He's lived in horrible circumstances, you know, on the scum of the earth he's dealt with. And she tells him, like, hey, you can you can write here in peace. And he even says nobody worth a damn could ever write in peace, mm-hmm. which is true. Like a lot of the great writers have been like war veterans. Yes. Um, people that have not lived great lives. Mm-hmm. It's not exclusively true. There are, you know, smart, you know, Harvard educated writers that write good books. But for the most part, some of the best writing comes from people that have experience the human struggle you know like mm-hmm. living hard life yes if you're have born with a silver spoon in your mouth and everything's easy what do you really have to say mm-hmm. about the world, yeah right? because nobody's gonna want to read about yeah 
fucking rich people and like uh yeah. their fucking first world problems and exactly shit like yeah that. you know like fuck look up the bullshit ernest hemingway had to fucking live through yeah versus like you know? oh i couldn't log into twitter today because my wi-fi was down like what the fuck <laughs> exactly dude <laughs> right? yeah he's got a great point the whole you live in a cage with golden bars was just so fucking good yeah. man mm-hmm. just good shit right there but despite this shit, they fucking sleep together, dude. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, of course that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He didn't come over just to hang out. Yeah. You know? There, yeah. The rest was going to happen. <laughs> but then the thing is, like, he wakes up and declines the offer after smashing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like, nah, we're two different people, baby. Yeah. I'm yeah. out of here, basically. Mm-hmm. But she goes after him, though, right? Yes. Because, like, he he leaves her. But then he's like, he goes to the Golden Horn, which I don't know if he's going back to the Golden Horn to get a drink. To find Wanda or both, I think. Well, he lives there. He, he basically lives there, right. Yeah. So yeah, he's just going because that's what I love about this movie. He's he's one of those regular bar people where it's mm-hmm. like they're always there. The magnet is gonna connect mm-hmm. to the whole fucking time, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's regardless. He's gonna show up anyways. Yeah. Yes. Goes to the Golden Horn. Sure enough, finds Wanda there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I mean. There's things that are fucking certain, you know what I mean? Like death, taxes, and <laughs> fucking Henry and Eddie talking shit to each other. Yeah. That's just always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I just like the whole, like, Henry arguing with Eddie over money, how he doesn't believe him. Because let's let's remember, he got the advance yeah. from Tully. So he yep. has money to pay for the drinks. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny, too, is Henry's being like, he's being a good guy. He's being nice. He's like, he walks in. He's got all this fucking money, all this cash. He's like, I'm going to buy drinks for all my friends. Yeah. All my friends. He's like, he's like, grab that bottle, try it around, boy. Service mm-hmm. drinks. Get one for yourself. Like, he's yeah. even being like, he's being nice, right? And Eddie's just being a piece of shit. Because he has to do his job. That's right. Yeah, well, not even. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Right? But yeah. He's a piece of shit, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, dude. And then the thing is, what I want to mention, too, is because, like, they're talking shooting to each other. Jim is right there. Mm-hmm. Again, like you mentioned earlier, dude, they're in the same shift, even though they work different shifts. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I mean? They're always so, there. Yeah. yeah. So Jim knows what's going to happen. He knows they're going to fight again. Yeah. So this is where he tells like Henry, hey, man, why don't you go get something to eat? Mm-hmm. You know, that way he gets more energy in him. Mm-hmm. That way he can fucking fight on a full stomach yeah. or something like that, you know? And then Tully arrives. But the thing I want to I, I want to mention here before we go into that, when Tully arrives is that when he finds Wanda there, mm-hmm. they kind of talk over and shit like that. They Again, they make amends once again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wanda even says, if I ever fucking see that Tully, though, because... Uh, she she, uh, she smelled the perfume on him. Because mm-hmm. remember, he showed mm-hmm. up. He showed up, like, kind of like she did, exactly, mm-hmm. like two days later or a day later. Yeah, but but how did she know her name? Did he Did he say her name? No, he didn't say her name because he shows up after they sleep together. He goes back to the yes. apartment, and that's where he sees Wanda because she's waiting for him, kind of like he was waiting for her. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you, she's like, that's not my perfume. And then she's, she knows that he's pretty much fucking another woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at this bar part, she's like, if I ever catch the one that wore that perfume, I'll rip her hair out. Dude, is this a Mandela effect? Because I thought she said Tolly's name. She never said Tully? No, she didn't know. She never knew her name. She just oh. knew her about because when she comes up and, and says hi to Henry, she smells her perfume. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, dude, I, I could have sworn I thought she she said Tully's name, but then I was like, how the fuck did she know Tully's name? No, Henry says it. He's like, Tully, baby, get out of here. Like, gotcha. So, yeah. okay. So, this is when Tully, I just said, Tully comes in. Yeah. They have the whole thing. And this is where Wanda, as 
fucked up as she is, she connects the dots together. Yeah. And being drunk, being jealous, mm-hmm. fucking gets in a fight with Tully. Dude, she gets a pretty good piece of hair, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> to which, uh, f- hey, man, I've forgotten my hair fucking pulled. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how that fucking feels. It's not a good thing, dude. <laughs> fucking bullshit. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And then while they're fighting, dude, Henry's just looking on. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So when they get broken up, this is where Tully says, like, hey, you didn't do anything. Like, you clearly don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. To where she finally says, all right, fuck you. I'm out. Yep. Done for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the last we see of Tully. Yep. All right. And then to where this is the ending of the movie where Eddie challenges Henry to another fight. <laughs> yeah. And that is how the movie ends, exactly how it fucking began. Yeah. In a bar with Eddie and uh, Henry fighting. Yeah. It even zooms out exactly how it zooms yes. in. They're all and, going out. And- yes. And what I liked about that is because, like, this is going to be an, an, an everyday loop. Yep. This is usually what's gonna happen for barflies out there, like regulars. Yep. You're gonna if you're gonna go to a bar, you're gonna get drunk, you're probably gonna fight, <laughs> and yeah. it's an everyday occurrence. Yeah. I just thought the way they wrapped it up into a nice neat bow there was fucking nice, dude. Very much enjoyed it. It pans out to the golden horn. Yes. And that is the ending End of, the movie. of a movie about nothing. Yeah. Yet we describe quite a bit of it. Yeah. That's, that is Barfly, man. That's exactly how Bukowski wanted it to go. He wanted it to end exactly how it started, showing that there was there was no progression. It wasn't. It was. This wasn't a uh, a happy Hollywood movie. There was no character development. Nobody mm-hmm. is better for it. It just starts exactly the way, yeah. same way it ends. Yes. Thank you for recommending this movie, brother. This is this is a movie I, I very much will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll give you my overall thoughts in a little bit, mm-hmm. but before we do, going to get into uh, the segment of some uh, notable work from some of these actors, right? Yeah. So we're going to start off with Barbette Schroeder, okay, the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the second movie I've ever seen from him. Uh, the first movie I saw from him, and I straight up did not fucking like it, dude. Please let me know if you've seen Murder by Numbers. Mm. It sounds familiar, but... It's Sandra Bullock. She's a detective. She finds a woman in a creek. It was fucking boring, bro. Like, it was so awful and boring. So the reason I bring this up is if someone says to you, do you want to watch Murder by Numbers? Remove them from their life. I don't do know if not I've watch seen it. it. That movie is fucking boring as fuck, What bro. year did it come out? Do you know? 2000, I want to say. Then maybe I've seen it. I just don't remember. But... Yeah, not a fan of it. I don't know if you've seen any Barbet Schroeder films. No. Besides this one, no. Besides this one, no. All right, let's go to Faye Dunaway, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, I only saw her, saw her in one other movie. And that movie is Chinatown. Oh, okay. It's fucking classic film, mm-hmm. dude. Jack Nicholson? Yes, Jack Nicholson. A fucking classic film. A crazy twist ending. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it's a 70s movie. 70s. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Good fucking flick. I believe it's on Netflix. Uh, check it out if you'd like. If you enjoyed Faye Dunaway and Barfly, you're definitely going to like her in uh, or her performance in Chinatown. Anything from Faye Dunaway, brother? God, I I, that's the only films I ever saw her in. She's one of those uh, older actresses that was famous in like the, I'm going to say 60s. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any films off the top of my head, but um, she's always been a pretty good actress. She's um, she's a, an actress where I hear the name and I yeah. thought I saw a grip of shit and it turns out I didn't because I've heard the name Faye Dunaway a lot. Yeah, she was really famous way back in the day. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a Paul Newman era. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. And the last one we're going to get to is obviously Mickey Rourke. Mm. All right. So I'm going to get to my two favorite films he's ever done. The first one is fucking Sin City. Oh, yeah. 
Classic. Fucking badass movie. Uh, he plays Marv. He might be my favorite character in that movie. That's an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. It has a, a lot of fucking awesome actors in it. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in it. Mm -hmm. Brittany Murphy, Bruce Willis, Jessica Alba. I'm blank. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, He's one Benicio. of my favorites, man. Yeah. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Fuck, mm -hmm. dude. Uh, Tommy Flanagan's in it for yep. a little bit. There Michael Clark Duncan. Yep. Do I need to say more names? Go out of if you have not seen Sin City, check it out. It's a fucking great experience, man. Yes, that's a chef's kiss. Great fucking film. And the last one I'm gonna get to is The Wrestler. I feel Mickey Rourke should have won an Oscar for this movie, man. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Sean Penn won it that year for Milk. I don't think he should have won. Mickey Rourke was fucking amazing in this. It has, of course, my wife Marissa Tomei in the mm -hmm, film. Yeah. So I gotta bring, I gotta bring my wife. Uh, gotta give her a <laughs> shout out. I'll be home soon, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only in my dreams man yeah but yes the wrestler dude it's such a fucking great movie that man. is a good one i haven't seen that one or i hadn't seen that one until fairly recently i think i saw it a couple years ago because mm -hmm. i know i always heard it was a really good movie and i finally sat down and watched it it really is a great movie darren aronofsky man he mm -hmm. brings the best out of out of like uh actors when they're going on the downward spiral mm -hmm. and shit like that because when this movie came out he ricky work wasn't really doing shit yeah. You know, and this like rejuvenated his career in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Any other Mickey Rourke stuff, brother? Or back to the uh, overall ranking? What do you say? What do you what do you got? I do like Mickey Rourke. I even like some of his older stuff, but I'm like three whiskeys deep, so I <laughs> don't remember. But I there is one I do like. He it's a movie called Diner. Um, I think it was an eighties movie, I wanna believe. But I can't think of the other cast members. Mm -hmm. If I showed you their picture, you would know who they were, but that's a pretty good one. I'll look mm -hmm. into it, brother. Yeah. For sure. You say you're three whiskey deep, like three whiskeys deep, dude. Mm -hmm. I it took me three sips to finish this shit, dude. Oh, I love whiskey, man. I it's... feel like such a bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, brother. Let's get into the overall rankings, brother. What do you let's say? Let's do it. Let's Go do first, it. brother. This was your pick, so I know you got plenty to say about it. Yes, this movie. I first saw it in 2008, and it just struck me from the moment I first saw it. It's it doesn't have a whole lot of substance, but there's a lot of there's a lot here to love the characters they're all scumbags but it's endearing it reminds me of being young going to these shitty dive bars these bars man when i was young i used to love going to just for the atmosphere i know it's gross and shitty but <laughs> you know nothing beats a two dollar well drink or you know a dollar beer in a bottle you know yeah so this movie uh, it hit close to home man it reminded me of being young and just aimless and kind of a, a little bit of a scumbag living on the edge uh the cinematography was good i don't have any qualms with the acting or any of the characters i thought they all fit their niche pretty well even the what was the the prostitute's name the one who always uh i don't remember we didn't bring her up at all grandma moses i don't remember ah, i want to say that could be wrong but anyways even all the little characters like that they cracked me up mm -hmm. i'm gonna give this one for me a solid 7.5 out of 10 all right brother good shit right there man very good. So for my overall thoughts on this, like, sure, yeah, this is a movie about nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I wouldn't really recommend this movie for uh, like like the casual viewer. Mm -hmm. um, like for hardcore movie buffs like us, I think we, of all people, would appreciate films like this. Yes. With fucking fantastic writing, mm -hmm. fantastic uh, acting. The directing was pretty good. I, I again, like the, the fucking... The acting and the characters themselves, like you said, endearing is the perfect word for it, brother. Yeah. Like, Mickey Rourke is not exactly a good person. Like, he's a flawed person, <laughs> yeah. but you kind of want to root for him. Yeah. You know? 
Um, especially like when he gets in fights, he gets his ass kicked by Eddie and just all this shit. You know, Faye Dunaway is a flawed person as well. Oh yeah. And you kind of just want her to be the best. Like she cries over corn because her <laughs> her fucking her life isn't the best. Yeah. You know, these characters are going through shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this film did a good job of them like going. Like showing that they go through their their stuff, you know. Mm. Um, I also I enjoyed the film because I felt like it it matched our podcast for what yeah. it is. We take a drink, yep. You know, a, a podcast about beer and beer and movies. Like this movie fits it perfectly for all my friends. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, again, like uh, if I do have a qualm about it, is that since the writing was so fucking good, it's like 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 get the narration with the things that he writes down. A little more. Yeah. Two two scenes of it was not enough for my liking. Yeah, I think they could have. They missed an opportunity there. Mickey work was fucking fantastic in this man. Yeah, just overall good shit, man. Um, I'm going to give this a seven out of ten, brother. Nice. This is a fucking good movie, and I think when I, because I think the the audience for this movie was were like older people, in my opinion. Um, because like I I think the the audience was was for people who enjoyed the the movie uh the show cheers like people yeah. that that go to bars and shit like that i think yeah. i'm going to appreciate this movie when i'm like in my 50s not so much like as i am now but i do enjoy a lot of the things of it yeah i would definitely agree with that i would say this movie i like this movie because it gives you a glimpse into kind of like the underbelly of society mm-hmm. This is not a glamorous movie. There's nothing in this movie mm-hmm. that shines. Nothing. It's it's just a taste. Yes. Of you know the lower class and their struggles and I don't know, man. It's just I, I just I love it. You're a fly in a bar. Yes. Observing every all these people that go through the green uh the golden horn. Yeah. It's basically what it is, mm-hmm. man. Yep. But yes, that's that's what I'm saying. If yeah, I would not say if you're a casual, do not watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find it boring. But if you appreciate writing, acting, all that stuff, then check it out. And if you appreciate shitty dive bars and <laughs> you were like me in a bar fly once upon a time in your life, you, yeah. you'll feel right at home for this one. And then we're going to end it right there, bro. What do you say? Let's do it. One more swig for the good men. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right. Thank you all so very much, man, for joining us for this episode, man. Stay with us next week. This is another one of Danny's picks, and we're going to get into our Halloween, yeah. our, our October horror film. It's section. five movies, right? It's five films, five horror films yep. we're all going to do. Uh, Danny has two choices. I got two choices. And then the final one is a fucked up one that yeah. has been looming over our heads for a long time. Yep. But the next one's going to be fucking awesome. It's a fucking classic, all right? It doesn't exactly fit the criteria. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, a film that... Danny always wanted to review. Yep. And we're going to fucking do it, man. So please stick with us to the very end. All right. So much love to all of you. All right. Remember to be kind to one another. All right. Love you all. Bottoms up and cheers. Mwah. See you later. Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we begin our month-long horror film review for the month of October as we review an early 80s horror classic. And that movie is... The Thing. 
a film directed by the great John Carpenter. So please go out of your way to watch this movie and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, bottoms up.